two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Ah. Bango. <laughs> That's all there is. Right. The all noise podcast. We don't we don't say words. We just do different noises back and forth. And sure. Sure. Some would argue that uh, that's what it already is. <laughs> right. Oh, language is just noises. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that means, you know, you can never get the law passed that you can't say certain words. Oh, it's just a noise. I, you can't you can't stop people from right. making noises. Is that what that is? Right. Like, uh, you know, you can't you can't prove that I didn't just like cough and it coincidentally sounded like, <laughs> like kill everybody in Congress. <laughs> or, yeah, I have my own language and those words mean, you know, something. please, please bake me a pie. You know, that they, I mean, those words mean something totally different. Or I did. I, I did say, you know, kill the president, but it was an accident. I was trying to say, you know, have a nice day. <laughs> sure yeah oh. misspoke in my own language and the words all mean the same thing in my language but i did misspeak right. and, uh, <laughs> i was just i was just coughing right right have the I paperwork also... in your pocket ready to show the people like look this is this language is one step away from being officially registered exactly yep. exactly i'm that's... on my way right now to register the language so. <laughs> that's like the that's like the strategy to show up on uh, to catch a predator, or just have a Bible in your jacket pocket. Like I'm here to convert the children to Christianity. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that one. I don't think that's a good excuse at all. I'm here to convert them. That sounds even creepier. Throw them in jail for longer. I say with that. <laughs> well, sure, but I mean, then you don't have the stigma of the child sex. Well, okay. So he's going to say I was here to convert them. I- and I wasn't going to have sex with him. Right. And I accept being sent to jail for that, but in no way, <laughs> in no way was this sexual. Okay. Gotcha. I thought you were saying I was going to convert him like afterwards or whatever. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> I almost forgot. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yeah. After um, all that, that almost made me forget everything we just did. Um, right. Aren't there passages in the Bible that are just child porn anyway? Like, you know, they sacrifice somebody who was young and, you know, did, did a few bad things? Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's a big chunk of the Bible. Um, or it could not be. If it's not, don't call me. Don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right oh register your own bible (laughs) register yeah right that's not it's in my bible who's to say who's to say your bible is better than the one in my own imagination (laughs) always have a half written bible in your pocket (laughs) see i'm writing my own bible this this makes sense yeah, just like a, an empty Bible where on the fly you can write down all the wrong shit you're doing. <laughs> it's, it's, here the, it's here in my Bible. <laughs>
It's in my Bible. I don't know what Bible you're reading. It's in my Bible. <laughs> yeah, you just caught me. I was actually uh, on my way here to register my Bible. So uh, <laughs> caught me just halfway through. But <laughs> this yeah. is Fred's tag and title. <laughs> <laughs> Fred's tag and title and Bible registration. <laughs> oh, man. You don't want to get stuck behind a Bible registration guy if all you need is a title. <laughs> <laughs> guy has to read the whole Bible while you're sitting there at the counter. Is Fred here? I started I started reading to Fred last week. <laughs> no, he's out doing some tags. Yeah, yeah. yeah what other uh, tag on industries? You have your uh, Pizza Hut and Taco Bell's. Fred's tag and title and Bible registry. What's next out there? Well, you, you guys know famously uh, um, my favorite uh, establishment that we passed one time while driving with my family was uh, Spaghetti Pogs and Fireworks. Was like the name <laughs> of it. Oh man, that that was in the name of a, a store that we passed on the road while driving. Spaghetti Pogs and Fireworks. Wow. What did they sell? <laughs> I am not sure. I think it was a title, but tagging title. <laughs> oh, I do appreciate a Lauren front. You know, actually, we don't have any of the pogs, but here. And then and then just right. do their redo the title on their car that's outside, even though they didn't want you to. <laughs> yeah, there's here, no, start reading them from your Bible. There's no <laughs> pogs, but we, we changed your last name, but there's no pogs. <laughs> yeah, oh. fake. A fake store altogether, and then people come in and you just start reading to them from whatever your latest <laughs> screenplay is. Or yeah, a fake store. Uh, they, they there's like a TV show with struggling ratings on in the background, and like everybody that comes in counts counts as part of the audience. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's fifty good. TVs in there. Yeah. for sale. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah have two of the tvs facing each other <laughs> those count as people watching <laughs> have one tv showing the show and another tv just has like a has a million people on it <laughs> they all count as the audience <laughs> And then show them a TV show with a lot of people in it in the cast. Just cover as many people as possible while you're there. Yes. Yeah. You're going to show them a show. Yeah, you got to use all this brick and mortar space for something, you know? Right. <laughs> right. All those, like, all, those sh all those like empty Macy's and Sears, what are you going to do with them if not bait people into being the audience <laughs> of a bad TV show? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what what's becoming of what's becoming of all the malls? I haven't been to one. Mm, couldn't uh, say in a while, haven't, but haven't been to a mall in f upwards of five years. Yeah, turn them all into laser tag or some business that like failed before even malls. You know what I mean? Like one of those like leapfrog business situations. Oh, laser tag okay. went out of business. The mall's now out of business. Laser tag's back in. Yes, the biggest, the world's biggest blockbuster video. Right. Just <laughs> to convert a whole mall into that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, make Blockbuster bigger just so well, 
you know, what do you do? You can you buy your way out of a problem? Yes, we're gonna open triple our brick and mortar, and just one last yes. ditch effort going to debt trying, right? Right. I feel like that was always a big part of the problem. This this is too. This place is too small. <laughs> I can't. I'm not. I can't get any videos here. I can't get my tag and title here. <laughs> You're saying Blockbuster was too small? Yes, I always felt like it was way too cramped in there. I just left before I rented anything, you know? <laughs> okay, all right. I've never heard the complaint that that Blockbuster was physically small was their problem. Oh, have you not? No, I never I never have. I, it was like uh, the business model's obsolete, uh, selection, nobody spends any I think money there. It, in business school, uh, which I went to, I went to business school. They always talk about the case study of Blockbuster Video as an example of just not enough space. <laughs> uh, right. So I could be misremembering that. I do actually. I did remember. I hear. I did hear. Uh, every Blockbuster in the world would still be in business if they had just added ten square feet of space. Because you always run into people in the aisles, like, oh, and I, then you have to explain to them what you're renting. Colliding, and, you know, right. Like, oh, I wasn't going to rent, you know, nine and a half weeks. I was looking at Casablanca. You know, you have the, like... Nine and a half weeks. Which one is that? Uh, Mickey Rourke, I think. is. It's like a... Uh, Mickey Bruni. Rourke. Okay. Perverted <laughs> sex count. <laughs> okay well yeah it's what we're famous for have you heard about this uh guy who flies a jetpack around the airport in los angeles no okay that's all i wanted to know if you guys are no uh (laughs) (laughs) there's a guy who like started during the pandemic Flies a jetpack, very high altitudes, like five or ten thousand feet. Just like next to the airplanes, like just just to like wave. They can see the pilots can see him. They call him into the tower. They say, "Hey, there's a guy with a jetpack up here, like where there shouldn't be people, let alone in jetpacks." As far as I understand, he's not doing anything wrong. I think the fear is that I think the fear is that he would be like he would bring like a grenade launcher up that high and he would shoot a plane out of the out of the sky. He's like a terrorist, but as far as anybody oh, can tell, as far as anybody can tell, he's just doing it for the pure love of jetpacking. Wow, a yeah. real uh, passion story after all. Maybe he's just trying to raise awareness for the pandemic. You said it started during the pandemic. Yeah, so. it did. Yeah. yeah, that could be it. Like he's got a big sign up there for everybody <laughs> on the plane to read. Don't forget about the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a pandemic out here. We all grew mustaches to raise awareness. <laughs> <laughs> there's five or six of us. We all grew mustaches and learned how to jetpack. <laughs> 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 they stopped drinking too. 
Yeah, what's the security like to get up in the jetpacks? I mean, is there they have their own airport that you have to like check in and make sure you don't bring anything bad up there? Oh, good good question. Is there a TSA for jetpacks? Like, do you have to take your shoes off before you <laughs> before you get in the jetpack? Yeah. I, I, do, I don't know what the requirements are, but um, but. It's the opposite uh, of planes. You can bring guns. You, can bring <laughs> you can't. You're not. You're not allowed on the jetpack unless you have a bomb in your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess it would only stand to reason, right? There, they are truly the opposite of planes. Yeah, I do was, think it, it would. I think it'd be great if he did like get up to where the people on the plane could see him and like, look, honey, out the window and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Do some you tricks, I mean? get like, tips. Oh, and his Venmo on a uh, on a thing, on yes. his suit. He's like, and he does a flip and he Just gets Venmo. Put his cash app, put his cash app on a, like, on the, like a, on a t-shirt or something. And, you yeah. know, like at Jetpack Man. Right. You exactly. Know, yeah. Launch t-shirts into the plane. Cost twelve, <laughs> cost $12,000 an hour to operate this Jetpack. So, you know, anything you can give would be a right right yeah or yeah fly up there with a second jetpack and just try to convince someone to come out with you you know like hey i got this <laughs> i got this other jetpack right here right if you send me enough money in this cash app thing on my t-shirt then just, <laughs> just go up there with a bucket and ask them to roll the plane windows down <laughs> throw some change in the bucket Oh, start squeegeeing the windows from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I could see some cops up in the air with those things. Like, yeah, the uh, the airplane cops. Like, if they see any right. fishy stuff happening up there, right. any plane planes heading towards areas, you know, any buildings, right, fly in the way. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so the Rocketeer, the movie, the Rocketeer. Yes. Uh, that that was that was true. Uh, <laughs> it's historically accurate, except for all the technology. Um, it, he just ran around on the ground, going whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he just oh, liked okay. rockets a lot. A kid who liked rockets, right? What are the embellishment laws? Like, well, what we just embellished. This is just telling a story. This is art. It's still true. It's just not, it didn't actually happen, but it's like emotionally true. Emotionally true. It feels true. The Rocketeer feels true. Therefore. Right. Because they say that thing at the beginning about this is based on a true story. Did they say that? I don't know. Well, they should have. (laughs) Does this guy wear a helmet? Like, if you're going to be a jetpack guy, don't you at least want to dress up like the Rocketeer? Or is he not a, uh, is he not. The idol of all jetpackers, because he... He could be like the black sheep of jetpackers. Okay. Yeah, he's the underground, I think. Right. It's too... He he felt that jetpacking had become too corporate. (laughs) Yeah. He was was the sponsorship guy. Is he not going, like, try to get famous and look cool and, like, be a... Pretend to be a superhero? Is he just going, again, like you said, I just... It's very fun, and I like going up here and... And why? And then again, why do it by an airport? Just go do it in the mountains somewhere. Yeah, go do it where you're not going to get like go. Don't go jetpack in the only place where people can like find you and radio the FAA to tell on you. You know, go 
literally five miles away from the airport and you'll be free. right yeah. yeah so is it a is it like a branding thing and like he's is he's trying to get people to to find out about him right and then in which case i think you go rocketeer you you wear the helmet you wear you got the cash app t-shirt of course but right. then you got you wear the right. rocketeer helmet i think um it could be so i I don't know if he's actually trying to brand himself as Jetpack Man. Uh, you haven't seen the Rocketeer. I, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do recall that the Rocketeer was mostly about branding, um, <laughs> but uh, this guy people are people are spec because there's there's like defense contracting companies that make like real jetpacks, so people are yeah. people are speculating that it's like some defense contractor employee who's just joyriding with the jetpack and he's not supposed to be doing it. Uh, and, uh, but he's doing it anyway, because it's so much fun that he just takes it up there and, and like flies the jetpack. But again, why do it right at the, at that spot though, if that's what you're doing? Uh, that's a great question. Um, that's a question for the jetpack, man. I don't, uh, I don't have an explanation. Um, but well, I like to think that it's a pure amateur, just like a, an old right. guy who just loved jetpacks his whole life, uh, watched the Rocketeer, memorized the whole movie <laughs> hundreds of times, <laughs> and just built a jetpack. Just jet trying pack. to make something else. Jetpack. <laughs> oh, uh, darn it. Another jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps trying to fix his leaf blower and <laughs> jetpack after jetpack. and. Yeah, what a, are the laws on just being able to build your own flying machine and use it? I built this myself. You can't tell me what to do. I think that's pretty much true, except the problem with Jetpack Man is that he's, like, interfering with the planes. So as long as you weren't... If you weren't circling the airport harassing landing planes, <laughs> I think it'd be fine. Look what I made. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got a... He, he, that's the tragedy of Jetpack Man. He would be perfectly fine if he could go off and do it in total obscurity, but he wants the attention, so he has to buzz the, you know, the LAX planes, uh, and yeah. so it's, now he's going to be in trouble. That's the that's the paradox of inventing your own jetpack. Or he's like, "Hey, look, this is where it happens. I'm in the airfield over here, guys. What are you stingy with your airspace? Relax." Yeah, that could also. It's be. like going to the skateboard park, right? Like, who says you get the air? You know, right. Yeah, do they have you to know. buy the air? Like the the airlines own the air? Uh, I think they pay a fee to fly, and the government owns it. But that's neither here nor there, as far as jetpack man is concerned. <laughs> as far as far as catching jetpack man, though, I do think it's a it's one of those situations where they probably don't have much to go on other than the jetpack. So that's definitely a uh, you know just toss the jetpack in your neighbor's front yard. And- <laughs> They're just going to arrest the wrong guy. It's like looking for a guy with a jetpack. Yeah, they're not going much further on the description, I don't think. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, what kind of jetpack? You know, just a regular like book bag style one. <laughs> okay, well then it's not this guy. Just arrest a different guy. The, the, uh, <laughs> arrest his neighbor. <laughs> 
arrest the first person you come across who says they like jetpacks. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I like them as much as the next. Yeah. That's it. You're- <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a drone on his feet guy. It uh, he's. I think that's a New York guy, or maybe I'm maybe not. But have you seen that guy? I it's have basically not. just like a huge drone on his feet, like. It's it's like he's uh, surfing, but with a drone beneath him, and he just goes like over city streets and stuff like that. I have and he seen just that. Le- guy. I have seen that. Yeah, guy. that is amazing. That's that's what where technology. That's you're doing something right there. I love that. People freaking people out, just going. Yeah, he's like wait, waiting at a red light, like just waiting at a red light, hovering in the right above a, the car, right beneath him. Wow. And then just like leans forward and just goes 100 miles an hour with his drone on his feet. Man, yeah. this You can't tell me I can't do this. I made this or they can. I think they probably can. I But, you know, should they be? I would I'd uh, hold up a sign and say, let the guy free or whatever. <laughs> free drone, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like uh, the real problem would be just like people would feel compelled to just throw things at you. Oh yeah, yep, yes. that is tough. And then, the, and then their defense is you can't say anything to me. I made this, made this rock, and <laughs> threw it at the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, like my my rock has every right to the airspace <laughs> that, that the drone surfer does. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, just one of those guys with the uh, shopping cart collecting rocks. I can't wait for society to progress so far that, like, you know, the guy with the shopping cart is on a drone and, like, flying down the road. <laughs> <laughs> right, a really good heavy-duty drone yeah, for the shopping like, cart to fit. Everybody else is like teleporting by then, and then like he's oh well he's here's this poor guy he's all he can afford is a drone to fly <laughs> around on <laughs> yeah turns into a ha- a really nice house <laughs> it's what we're famous for the this is based on a true story part of movies I think you can just put that in there and be like it's just part of the movie sure sure you know. <laughs> part of the magic yeah none of this is real so like this this is a true story like that's it was part of the movie make a movie that's like make a movie that's a hundred percent every fact every detail true to life but make the statement like this is all fake (laughs) right that's what they basically do when they just tell like an obvious story it's like the ob johnson story like whatever like thing they have to say instead of oj simpson for like when they don't get the rights or whatever on like the shitty networks. Oh, are they out there doing the OB Johnson story? <laughs> I don't think so. Actually, terrible example. I think you're allowed to uh, make whatever you want about. That actually, OJ sounds like a pretty good example. <laughs> a great example, yeah. The OB, OB Johnson, Johnson story. He brought his wife back to life. <laughs> <laughs> he never played football (laughs) (laughs) norm mcdonald never made any jokes about him yeah he was the he was the white guy in the naked gun movies 
Right. You know when they just have to like change stuff where like uh, in baseball movies, like some of the players are real and there's just like Chuck Anderson, the home run hitting first baseman. It's like that guy's not real. Right. Or like when they play for like the, the purple team. Those two, Tech versus State, is definitely in the yeah. in the mix as well. Yeah, based on a true story. In parentheses, look look carefully, and in parentheses at the bottom, it just says this is just part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> yeah, I think is there either it's a laugh, and you get yourself in the conversation of one of those like cult movies, like ha ha, like we all go watch this, and at this part we all stand up and throw pizza at the screen or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah come up with a movie that's intended to be a, a a cult classic just from the start that's right that's a good idea yeah <laughs> everybody just stands up and hands one guy money yeah ha cult thing <laughs> <laughs> have the uh cues for whatever you're supposed to do just right in the original movie just in parent in parentheses at the bottom of the screen stand up and throw pizza at the screen <laughs> 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 yeah just all kinds of weird hints throughout a otherwise very good, well-told story. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like re- just like re-record the English patient with you know little cues for the audience. Beat each, <laughs> other, beat each other up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the greatest cult classic movie of all time. <laughs> Yeah, sign your friend up for a subscription service with his credit card. (laughs) I think there's a whole market for that, right? Just the redo of classics with instructions throughout. I like that. Could be. Nobody knows until somebody tries. Because I think people do want to participate in these. People want to participate at the movies, you know? Right. long, Long gone are the days of just, I'd like to just go sit and you know, relax and enjoy a movie. No, I, I, I want to have a, an assignment where I have to bring a bunch of plastic silverware to the uh, <laughs> thing so I can, you know, toss it all into, into a heap. <laughs> yeah, when they sing the fork song in some movie, yeah. <laughs> Row your forks towards the screen. Oh, yeah, just write the music. Just write the music into the instructions. Oh, great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Buy an stand extra up ticket. and kiss. <laughs> <laughs> now kiss each other on the mouth. <laughs> Turn this film into a cult classic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Oh, and you or okay, so you do a musical, and you just slip them in and really key times and like the art of it is that the people watch it. I didn't even know they noticed they slipped in the, uh, the assignment to, you know, stand up and do a piggyback ride with the guy next to you. Just make it a subliminal message. Like just make a completely normal movie with all subliminal messages as audience (laughs) instructions to turn it into a cult classic. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, that is nice. And then the last 10 minutes of the movie is just explaining what all the subliminal messages were. (laughs) Right. The main big song of the show, like, lame is they do one day more, but changed all the words. Like, did you notice in the scene where, you know, 
you might have missed that you were supposed to stand up and uh, begin smoking. <laughs> are there are there other like movies like The Room, which is the you know the the one that I know of where you do this kind of crap? Yes. but maybe there's other ones. Are there other ones out there? Rocky well, Horror Picture Show. Yeah, that's the cla- oh. that's that's the like the genre defining cult classic audience participation movie. Uh, yeah. I see. Okay, that's not a movie though, right? That was a, a like a musical. A musical that seemed to be a movie. A Maybe film. like it, probably a stage, a staged movie. They weren't just out. It wasn't live footage. Right. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't based on a true story. <laughs> no. It's yeah. I think it's like. Yeah, they had to change I, the name from the Rocky uh, Delight Picture Show. Uh, right. To, yes. to avoid getting sued. I think okay. they're just David Bowie fans who got together and like were like, oh shit, cool. Like I kind of like want to dress up, you know, with makeup and stuff too, and sing and dance. This is good. Like we had David Bowie show us the way, and now we'd like to uh, file for this movie, please. Did you wear makeup when you went to it? Oh, I only saw it through the TV. No, we just sat there and watched it. Uh, with, okay, got with you. makeup on at the the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> What are you supposed to do during the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Like when, uh, uh, I, what are some of it's, it's There was like a, a tire kick situation. Like they, they stall out on the side of the road and like then the guy like walks by. It's like just some tiny part of the movie and like kicks the tire. And apparently right before that, everybody goes, kick that tire or something. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> Something yeah. wild. It's, uh, it's a lot of very dorky stuff. The movie's yeah. fine. Some of the songs are good. Uh, but the audience participation side is like the corniest stuff you can imagine that people are just doing because it's kind of like it could be fun to do something stupid. Yeah, none of it's yeah, none, none of it's like cool or interesting or funny. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I think it's a bravery performance, especially what the seventies. Like guys with makeup, nice, nice job, fellas. There are probably a couple could guys who are like, oh shit. I'm going to throw on some makeup and dance around myself. I'm not going to be afraid anymore. Could be. I mean, there's nothing cool that anybody does in like a group. There's nothing where it's like, okay, yeah, now when this happens, everybody does this and it's cool. So like, (laughs) that's true. So it's fine. You know, just it's supposed to be stupid, I think. And it's the dorkiest thing of all time. And yeah, of course. Right. And so is the musical itself. So it's just like, let's have a dorky fun side project. Right. Yep. Everybody just commit to just doing the, the the silly stuff. And, you know, when I saw The Room in a theater, I didn't participate in any of the stuff that required you to, like, bring stuff with you because I didn't, well, I, we didn't really plan ahead and I wouldn't have wanted to do that because I wouldn't want to carry anything or anything like that. One of the things but, uh, is bring a laptop and hit play on the same movie, like, halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Certainly the stuff where you're supposed to say stuff. Like, if I knew what I was supposed to say, I I, I got in there and did it. <laughs> Just saying all the lines before they happen. That's, that's the gold <laughs> classic we do. <laughs> chanting them. Chanting the next line before they say it. <laughs> chanting it like a priest. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Yes. <laughs> You take away the sins of the world. Um, mm-hmm. That was a movie about being a priest. Oh, okay, yeah, the movie where uh, 
Philip Seymour, Phil Hoffman plays a priest. That's now, a good uh, cult classic place to start. <laughs> what, what, what Molest that? that kid. It's called Doubt. <laughs> doubt. Okay, and that's, uh, that starts like Phil. Turning, Phil? Tur- yeah, so, and uh, Meryl Streep is a, is a nun. But turning turning, yeah. <laughs> turning doubt into like a uh into like a cult classic movie, like everybody like everybody brings like wine to give to the kids to <laughs> get them drunk to molest them. Oh, that's good. Every, like you do communion like during the uh movie, everybody lines up, uh, <laughs> lines got files up, out of the aisles and crosses themselves yeah. if they're uh in a state of mortal sin. That's good. <laughs> Get all the kids out in the aisles, and then the kids all just start shouting, Phil Hoffman, Phil Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep rips her masks off, and it's full, Phil Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the. That's why they call it doubt. That's why they call it doubt. You can never be sure who's playing Philip Hoffman at any given time. Is it, is it him or is it Meryl Streep? <laughs> it's what we're famous. Okay. All right. Yeah, we were talking about uh, we were we were talking about the jetpack guy earlier, right? Um, which reminded me, do you guys remember uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm aware of him. Yeah, uh, not really a jetpack focused show, but uh, okay, was it not? I, I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was going to be my question. <laughs> was he dog? Like, is this is like a which one was Hootie kind of thing? Is he dog? Yes, I think the guy's first name is Dog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do think he was. Dog. <laughs> yep, dog, and he was a bounty hunter, I think. And then that is about all I remember because I and I thought I had remembered something about a jetpack. That's obviously not right. So is bounty is like bail bonds? Like we let you out of jail now, give us our money. Yes, I think uh, bounty hunting is uh, is typically like a bail bondsman who has, you know, been used to bail somebody out of jail, trying to track down the person who owes them their money, or, or trying to track the person down because they need to go back to jail. Okay, gotcha. Now, what? Why do those? Why do they have so much money? Like, what? We just yeah, we'll, we'll get your, we'll get you out of jail. What? What incentive do they have? Yeah, and then just pay us back later. What kind of business is that? The bounty hunting business or the <laughs> or the uh, bail bondsman business? Oh, so a, yeah. So in a bail sorry. bonding in a bail bondsman business, uh, the bond agent will post the full amount of the bond. Uh, the arrestee pays a non-refundable fee to the bond agent of like 10% of the, the bond. So that's how Pays, bond yeah. a- that's how the bond agent is making money. They're giving a big chunk of change to the court, but when the defendant shows up for court, they get it all back and they keep the 10% oh. that the defendant paid them. They pay the is, bounty hunter directly. Right. They paid the bounty hunter <laughs> to arrest them. uh, (laughs) which is an insane system (laughs) just like just give people an appointment for court and stop making a million dollars part of it like none of these people have a million dollars right right 
and they flee, and then Dog the Bounty Hunter has to go track them down, and he's getting tired of that. He's old. He was old when that show started. <laughs> yeah, that, but doesn't he have like a whole family that's, uh, uh, that he's yeah, been he gro- grooming to become... Uh, the people he chases? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he, I, did, I forgot that he had... I forgot he had the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> He just keeps framing them and they go to jail so he can help them out. <laughs> now escape so I can hunt you. <laughs> that show was in Hawaii, which was cool. Oh, mm. was it really? Okay. Yeah, it was set in Hawaii. I was wondering why everybody was so laid back when, were, uh, when he kept catching them. Yeah, it was Everybody just one, had a great attitude about it. It was just two guys catching each other the whole episode. It was just dog and, uh, you know, some crackhead. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me, dog. Now you run. Right. <laughs> I'm also a bail bondsman. <laughs> can, you, can you go to jail for a while so I can get you out and then chase you? Uh, yeah. I'll- all crime in Hawaii is just these two people <laughs> committing crimes so that they can bounty hunt each other. <laughs> right. Were there any other famous bounty hunters, or was he the only one? Hmm. Bounty hunter. Great question. Was there a cat the bounty hunter? Catfish hunter, I think, yeah. is who you're thinking of. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. That wasn't Bounty Catfish Hunter. Catfish Hunter, yeah. Yeah. Raleigh Fingers. Exactly. Right. Um, Oil Fingers. Cam Boyd. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Um. Okay. Well, it was probably just Dog then, right? Because nobody else is jumping to mind for me either. Yeah, yeah I think Hoffman, that's... Bounty Hunter? No. I don't think so. Yeah, I think there's probably a bunch of YouTube guys now who handle the bounty hunting. And yeah. it's probably like, you know, find them around every corner at this point. Yeah, that's right. And they've all got those like YouTube, uh, like thumbnails where they're shocked at like this criminal escaped. <laughs> yes, and they also these would be the same guys who do their own vigilante uh, uh, child sex hunting. Oh yeah, people. big time, big time. Yeah, we got we got some intel that uh, you know some child trafficking is going to go down at this Chuck E. Cheese, so we're going to bear spray I, all the employees. I've heard that those things are all staged and fake, and uh, what, I was Chuck just e. thinking, <laughs> yes, <laughs> not a real band there. Those are all just Pizza Huts. <laughs> <laughs> Guy wheels in some animatronics to a Pizza Hut and just. Uh-huh. Pretends like it's a Chuck E. Cheese. Um, the no, the all the like fake. Uh, yeah, this is. I'm gonna catch this pedophile. Whatever. Those are just fake, and that guy's just somehow convincing his friends to pretend to be the uh, pedophile <laughs> in every single one of those episodes. And it's just two or three guys, if you look carefully, just dressed up differently. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, man. yeah. Each one. Just a different one wears the pedophile hat in each video. Yes, it's just, yeah, they're just borrowing their friend's cars, and it's just like he's, whatever. There's, he's an old Japanese guy this time, and it's just still his, you know, 400-pound white friend. 
<laughs> hey, what's up? I'm Japanese. Um, <laughs> I'm here to talk to. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, they have to go out and kidnap kids to be the victims in the video, and that's the only <laughs> that's the only trafficking that ever takes place. <laughs> yeah, a good thirty to forty percent of the pedophilia is just people trying to film YouTube channels, right? <laughs> YouTube visual anti channels. They asked their friend to play the guy, and then hey, just so it's kind of authentic, would you actually? Also, <laughs> grab, go grab some kids off the street <laughs> so we could rescue them. Yeah, research the role a little bit. Right. I think it's worth it. These uh, these YouTube channels are making tons of money. Aren't you know they? what I mean? I think I'm not sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that you can make a lot of money if you got you know a YouTube channel that blows up. So I think yeah. it's. Playing a pedophile guys, on that guy's YouTube channel is, is a good paying position. Oh yeah, yes. just like a like a you like are there YouTube actors for these stage videos? Like <laughs> are there people who just like hire themselves out as as specialty like, pedophile actors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good. I I haven't seen the Fiverr for paid actors. We uh, it's a friend of the podcast. I uh, just. Yes. Getting paid actors to do ridiculous, stupid stuff. Uh, I think it's. I think it's got a, a pretty good future if we want to try to make the website and just try to get people to do anything for you know. Yeah, fifteen bucks. I for a YouTube video. Yeah, YouTube videos, just pranks yeah. you want to play on your wife or whatever. Just hire the guy to start you a YouTube channel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, be a charismatic YouTube host. Build your subscriber base. <laughs> oh yeah, your your channel is interviewing the guy who comes over to deliver the Fiverr, whatever you hired him to do. Right, and that's its own YouTube I, channel. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, Dog the Bounty Hunter. All right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bounty hunter and bail bondsman, uh, birds of a feather, huh? Sure. They, they're part of the same ecosystem. Yeah. Who's like? Are, I don't understand how these guys just get these like cop type jobs. But like, I'm just like a guy with a gun who like did I, I didn't go to school for this or anything. I'm just a bounty hunter. Sorry. Right. I'm just like a private investigator, and yeah, I carry a gun and I. Get into shootouts with people. <laughs> right. What is that? Why? All right. Anybody on the street? I'm just a private investigator. I have a gun. I think you're just a criminal, right? I was going to say, Dog just started life as a criminal, right? Didn't he go to jail for murdering somebody? Oh, my God. Ooh. For evading his bail bondsman. <laughs> right. So, like, you, you, all bounty hunters probably start life on, like, the user end of bounty hunting. They've been bounty hunted, so they know what it's like. Oh, yes. Oh, nobody then, could catch them. So then they <laughs> reverse engineered all the tricks that they used. I see. It's yeah, pretty good. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if you're going to be arrested for murdering somebody, you might as well turn it into a trade. <laughs> did he pay his time or did he? Uh, he just bailed pay himself bail? out. <laughs> 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 held himself out and then and then escaped 
<laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I assume he probably like killed somebody in a fight, so probably didn't get a very long okay. sentence. Probably got like okay, a five good. to ten year sentence. Killed a guy because he wouldn't bail him out. <laughs> killed a guy because he wouldn't bounty hunt him. <laughs> Yeah, his partner, who they just kept going back and forth with, threatened to quit. I'm done. <laughs> so he killed him. <laughs> yeah. Dog the bounty hunter. Okay. He's still out there making the waves on, on TV? Making the rounds. No idea. I doubt it. I, I want to say that there was some controversy involving Dog the Bounty Hunter not too long ago, which is probably why I, he was even on the tip of my brain. Is okay. like he did something terrible. I, not that I. My assumption is everything he does, every moment of his life is terrible. Oh, but yeah. like I think he did something. Maybe he got canceled. I'm not sure. Okay, really, a guy like that got canceled? No way. <laughs> I hope uh, not for bounty yeah. hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I, I think you should. Maybe you can't even bounty hunt anymore. It is, it is part of a system that uh, you know the eye of history is now turning and looking at and saying, "Hey, this, uh, this whole uh, cash bail system is wrong. Is all right. wrong." We've That's so right. absurd. It's admitting from the jump that it's just this is all complete horseshit. If you have enough money, you can leave. <laughs> what? Yeah, and a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of places are. Uh, Ending cash bla- ending cash bail uh, in like piecemeal form. Hope- it wouldn't surprise me if Hawaii just doesn't have cash bail anymore, and that's why Dog is just gone now because he doesn't uh-huh. have- he doesn't have any more people where he can take te- he can take their life savings and then you know pepper spray them for missing an appointment. Oh, right. Geez. Well, good. And there's no way for him to get off the island of Hawaii. <laughs> he's also he's trapped there because he doesn't have a jetpack to get off the. <laughs> what about yeah, like bounty hunting? Like you, bounty hunting itself is a little slow. So like this guy, you know, branches out a little bit. He like makes sure somebody else does what they're supposed to. Like in another field. Um, <laughs> let's see. Like hey, I'll consult for your company and I'll follow all your delivery drivers around and make sure they're not fucking around. Yeah, like if uh, if a teacher calls out sick, I'll go to their house and like make sure they're sick. Oh yes, right. Go give them a disease. <laughs> so to make their story check out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wants everybody. Not trying to bust anyone. Just want everyone to be honest. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. and then yeah, yeah, slip a note under the door with a nice little lesson, non-judgmental lesson. Yep. Or you just like kidnap them and and like take them to the school, like. This guy was just taking a mental health day. Teach but don't class. worry. But don't worry. I made him sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the other. Give him COVID. You know, if you take a if a teacher like takes off, but they're not sick, they have to ha- get COVID. Oh yeah! If we could choose who gets it, that would be nice. Dog the bounty hunter is one of those guys who would die of COVID. It's like you. I think he's probably been shot five or six times, and he's just fine. Did he but die? Like COVID? Is he alive? Oh, is dog alive? Maybe, maybe he died of COVID. Maybe that's why he's on on mm. my mind. Could be. We need. 
but I think he's there is something wrong with certain guys like that where it's just like you again yeah stab him in the heart with a you know 16 inch knife and he's gonna live live. through the knife that's how you know that they're bounty hunting material but then yeah he gets gets covid and dies and it's in the news you know dog that bounty hunter dies of covid while getting stabbed in the heart Go through the registry of everybody who's been stabbed and like filter them into the dog, dog the bounty hunter business. Right, right. There's uh, there is a website of everybody who's been stabbed, and there is a website <laughs> of everybody who's had COVID, and there is a website of everybody who's involved with dog. So just cross cross reference those three databases. Yes. Do you think? Uh, you think Dog the Bounty Hunter has like kind of a Dick Tracy thing going where it, like, you know, all the people that he bounty hunted over the years are like stewing in jail and like w- want to get out and just kill him or anything like that? Or just oh, no, yeah. w- once once he hunts them, are they like, all right, yeah, you got me this time, dog. I'm not even mad at you. That That kind of thing. Right. A celebrity enemy. What are they doing? That's ridiculous in hindsight. Right. It's. It seems to me like you're not gonna, you know, you're you're not making any friends, and then, uh, you, it's not like he's roaming around all over the place. He's on some tiny island. Right. It's Man. it's tragic, but I would bet it's actually the opposite. Where there's a list of people, as long as your arm, where dog completely fuck them over, just like royally, just ruin their lives. But they don't even know. Like, they're completely clueless about how badly they got fucked over by the bounty hunter, the bond agent, whatever. And they would actually say, oh, yeah, dog, really, like, yeah, he helped me out, uh, you know, when he bounty hunted me. You know, he was doing me a favor. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah. And you're saying it wasn't a favor, even. Um, Yeah, it's probably not even close to being a favor. Oof. Man. That is rough. Personalized cops, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Legal corner while we're here, MTA. Oh, God. Yes. Can you you just, like, buy dish soap, mix it with water, and then relabel it with your own packaging, register as a company, Pete's Dish Soap? Yes, you can. You can, and you, as long as you list the ingredients, the ingredients are you don't palm even need olive to, you don't and need water. To list the, you don't need to list the ingredients on dish soap. You just really no, not if not unless you're going to drink it. That's probably a pretty s- smart bet to just. How are buy you going to? Your your the problem that you have, Pete, is an economic one where there's no way that you can sell diluted dish soap for <laughs> enough money to make it profitable given that you're just like going to the grocery store and emptying out their <laughs> shelves of full price dish soap i mean wouldn't it be profitable right out of the gate mta i get one <laughs> bottle of dish soap i dilute it in half now i got two bottles of dish soap sell sell that for the same price and i've already i'm, pro- I'm in the you know i'm in the black actually yeah, yeah that's uh those, that's an amazing point uh, i didn't think of that <laughs> <laughs> Right, just I think it's just sound economically sound idea, and 
you've been pushing it for a little while, Pete, and I think you just need to go right. do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, when the people who buy those two bottles of dish soap <laughs> say come to you and say, hey, this stuff sucks, it's only like half-strength dish soap, I'm never buying it again, what are you going to do then? Um, you, here's what you do. You, you convince them that what they should do is just dilute it down and sell four <laughs> bottles of dish soap. <laughs> say, I understand what you're saying. I know it doesn't work that well. And you could even tell them, like, tell him, yeah, I kind of got taken in by this scam. And, like, so <laughs> let, let me tell you, let me tell you how to recover from this. And then, yeah, you give him the, the dilution idea. Oh, man. <laughs> Just a pyramid scheme of <laughs> diluting your dish soap into two bottles and selling them. <laughs> Yeah, and then go item by item through the that aisle of everything that can be have water added to it and still, to the naked eye, remain the same. I want to say, Pete, that when you dilute dish soap, it works a little better. Right, you need to add water to clean. You can't just use straight dish soap. It's not wet enough. It's not, and it's, it's, it's too concentrated. Those guys are, because they're trying, they're intentionally making it way too concentrated so that it like what that you just waste it basically they're just trying to get you to be able to charge a lot for it and then you 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 can't use as little as you actually need to right. to use that dish soap you're supposed to use the smallest amount you can't even squeeze the bottle that lightly dilute just, it down you could just advertise it as pre-diluted dish soap it's yes. it's ready to go you know <laughs> deconcentrated yeah oh man all right. So you start with those two bottles, work your way up to 50 million. That's it. Start your empire. Yeah. And empires, yeah. every empire starts with one dilution, as they say. <laughs> of an existing empire, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Behind every business is two diluted bottles of whatever that business sells. <laughs> yeah. What do you mix salt with water at hard heart that? It all hardens up. You chip it back down into salt-sized pieces. Yeah. Sounds okay. Great. You mean to try to make salt to sell? Yeah, make extra salt or make your salt last longer. Whatever is the term, whatever's the determining factor of how you're rich in the given society we're talking about. I see. Yeah, if you took a bunch of salt uh, that was, you know, really fine grain, and then you smash it all together into bigger balls, then you could, you know, sell containers of that. And of course, less of that would fit in the same size container. So you get like a salt container of salt, smash it all together. So there's like, you know, 15 rocks of salt instead of 300 or something. Oh, yeah. And now you can make like three, four containers out of one, I think. Yes. And you like pitch it as like, oh, cool. Like, uh, salt in its purest form, still, still kind of a rock, everybody. Yeah. And then you just same size container, a portion of only a uh, a fraction of the salt. Yeah. And uh, hey, if you're upset about it, let me give you a quick strategy to make your money back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> salt dilution. <laughs> 
Oh, man. It's what we're famous.